I could make a Bible out of just proverbs that I have said about D&D. Proverbs. Positive verbs. I am pro-verbs. <laughs> I support verbs. I support <laughs> verbs. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. Verb alliance. That would actually be a good shirt for like an English teacher. I support I verbs. I'm so sad that I'm just like wandering in my kitchen and I can't be on Twitter right now just dumping just disgusting memes because we're already starting off fresh. I'm gonna make a th- I'm gonna make a thread with <laughs> we are pro verbs. Proverbs, baby. You guys make your way back to the Lanali. I'd say right now, after all the shopping, it's probably 12.30, 1 o'clock-ish. Uh, back in the room of the uh, Lanali, they can hear kind of the thump, 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 thump of her coming up the stairs. Um, hey, Qu- yeah. Quinn says first back just before he opens the door. <laughs> um, and just like before, he kind of throws the door open a little bit. Not enough to hurt Peran, assuming that Peran is still on the floor behind it, but kind of throws Perrin a a glance and goes, hey, I need the bag of holding one more time. (laughs) He literally unties it. He just stares at him and hands it to him the exact same suspicious way that he took it from him in the first place. And he he goes into the corner of the room, like with everyone still in there, and just kind of stands in the corner facing the wall and taking one of the other health potions and this vial of glitter water and just kind of chucks them inside. Uh, so now, appearance-wise, the both health potions that were shattered and the gold vial is back in its place. Can you make a sleight of hand check for me? Yeah, you're <laughs> uh, Yeah, hold on. That is a 15. 15. All right, if anybody wants to try and see what Fur is doing, go ahead. Quinn's not doing anything else. Whoever's in the room, so Lyra and yet? Perrin, you guys wouldn't be back. I don't care what he's doing. I didn't even look in the bag when he got it back. He's not concerned. With the, that's only a 10. Lyra, do you want to see if you can tell what Fur's doing, or you just don't care? Yeah, sure, I'll make a slide. I'll, I'll, I'll check. Make a, yeah, perception. Fuck. Yeah, that's the one. I got 14. Oh, thank God. Don't see anything. Fur's standing in a corner, but you guys can't tell if Fur's doing anything suspicious. And uh, with that, he turns around, uh, cinching the bag shut, um, walks over, hands it back to Perrin, and then just says, well, that was a productive day of shopping. Super, like, like I, I'm, I'm talking like almost like a 50s dad where he's just like, well, good on us for having such a good day. Ah. <laughs> and then he like goes over to the bed and just like sits there and just like stares off into the distance like, oh, my God. What, what, <laughs> did, you, what, did, what did you get? Oh, you know, I just came into a uh, a, a new shield. Uh, that's something that I've been that's been looking for for a while. Um, we visited Eurus. Um, Armin went looking for some arrows, so that was cool. Oh, and uh, I'm sure Esmene is going to um, show you her brand new frying pan. That, believe it or not, is not used for cooking. <laughs> it's used for hitting things. It was a good day. For um, what? I mean, what'd you put in the bag of holding? Uh, and 
he just goes quiet for a second. He goes, um, I was just looking uh, at the cask uh, and seeing how how well we would be able to kind of access the the, the spout on it for, for, for later. Did you? I didn't really get a chance to look at it earlier when I was carefully uh, packing it away. You know, as as one does when you when you lift things and put them down in a bag of holding. For not any other way. For you really, we really don't know what the effects of that drink is, are going to be. So, if I I I wouldn't drink not not only at this hour, but not not in our room. You don't have to hide I, that, but. I mean, can you imagine what would have happened if the effects went haywire in here? Yeah, oh. you don't have three randos to pick to shoot lightning at, so... Uh, hello, Esme's not here yet. He can't, that she can't wasn't throw Esme, shade. that was me! <laughs> <laughs> I would say at this point, Armin comes in and then a few moments later, Esme would come back. Um, Fur just laughs and goes, oh, no, 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 I don't have any plans of drinking today. I'm uh, pleasantly um, sober for the time being. I honestly Wait, we honestly, started drinking? I mean, I I'm assuming that uh Fur Fur was drinking. Fur, you don't have to you don't have to be secretive about it. There's nothing wrong with that. Was that some like taboo thing in the spirit world or whatever? It it was not encouraged for us to drink and having been gone for so long, it's 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 a little bit difficult for me to break these habits. My Yeah, apology. no, if you if you want a drink, you can have a drink, but I would drink something from the bar downstairs that isn't yeah, going to blow up. Oh, I'm not going to waste this magic this ale. ale. Quinn Quinn just saw him being secretive over the bag and assumed that he was like drinking out of it. <laughs> because you, you can make an insight check. I, like like shots out of a flask. Here or like? Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in character, and I'm gonna make an insight check to see if he's lying about drinking out of the bag. Lit, uh, because I just rolled for deception. That's a fifteen. That is a seventeen. <laughs> okay, so 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 he so he's doing a good job at convincing her. Or Quinn is just not. I mean, this is not a good argument. This Quinn, is the least convincing argument I've ever heard. Quinn just believes her friend. Quinn, Quinn just gives up. Rather, she doesn't care about arguing about it anymore. She just I hope says, you "Understand that, like, he's going to carry the guilt of deceiving his friends for a long time about this stupid <laughs> potion that no one even knew what it did except for Peren and Armin. Quinn never even knew what the potion did. I don't think." I mean, and if and if she did, she didn't have it. So that's okay. Lyra just knew that it was shiny. Yeah, we knew it was pretty, and, and I guessed that it was expensive pretty. on the floor. Oh no, but we have we have a uh, one of those little like stress bottles that you make in kindergarten with uh, some soap and some glitter and oil or whatever. It's got hand sanitizer and glitter in it. Yeah, <laughs> do you guys? Yeah, and it just makes you really happy to look at. Do you guys remember those? Um... Those like really awfully uh, made like rubber tubes that kind of folded into themselves. Yes, that were kind yeah. of sexual oh, in snap. nature, but they always had like that weird that like, like glittery stuff. Yeah, on yeah, and you stick your fingers that was, in like, it. Slime yeah, that before slime was a thing. Carlos, I would like to mention that fur has just purchased the very first snow globe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The first snow globe in existence ever. The oh first my god! Snow globe. Am I right? Came from a lie. <laughs> uh, so everybody has successfully returned from their shopping spree. No one is wiser. All none the wiser of furs. Sins. Breakage of all of yes of furs sins. 
Can we please call this episode uh, the world's first snow globe? <laughs> sure. Thank you. Just snow globes and sins. Snow globes and sins. Good lord. That's Anyways. Our, our podcast name. <laughs> what would you guys like to do? Um, Quinn just wants to wait until um, this all happens. Um, actually, I want to approach Lyra. Quinn has approached Lyra. <laughs> and and action. Um, she's going. Where is Lyra hanging out? I mean, she's chilling in the room with you guys. I'd imagine she'd be like on the floor somewhere in between you and Peren because you guys had had you'd been snippy. So she's kind of <laughs> trying to keep the peace. Snippy's one way to put it. Um, Quinn just kind of like shifts herself, like kind of like um, you know, gets up and moves over to Lyra, sits next to her, um, and she pulls. So I'm assuming that like after her little outburst in the campsite, she um, kept her amulet in her bag because she put it back in her bag and then she wasn't wearing it when the twin attack happened. So she pulls the amulet out of her bag and she offers it to Lyra and she says I don't know what's happening with the disciples and wanting this but I think it would be safer for everyone if we just pretended that Jax had this when he died and that we don't have it. Um, so in the off chance that you know, I, I lose my bag, or she wants to go through it, or something happens to me uh, in any way, I, I feel like I would be more comfortable with somebody else having this, and I trust you. Can you hold on to this for maybe just until after tonight? Of course. Um, are you are you sure that you want me to have it? I. The last time I had one, it didn't go well. I mean, this also isn't... It isn't the same. It's... It's just the one piece. Um, but I I trust you the most. Lyra just sort of nods and takes the amulet. Um, it's, a, it's a necklace, right? Yeah, it's just the half of a semicircle. So there's like it has the place to put a gem in it, but it's just kind of a half circle. Cool. Like All a right, moon. She's gonna, she'll put it on and she'll just kind of like tuck it under her shirt so nobody can see it. Thank you. I... I just don't, I, I would rather, I would rather lie and, and make sure that they don't know that we have it. Um, I mean, not even Waller knew that I had it, so we should be okay in that regard. I don't, I don't know how they would know that I was wearing it. Oh, that's kinda looks cool. Like, it kind of looks like that without the, the bar. Huh. A little bit. It's a filled-in amulet. That's the Crimson Dawn amulet from Solo. That's what I, I can, that that's what I think Star of. Star Wars next. <laughs> it is a Star Wars necklace. I kind of but imagined it, it like, like a half moon. Yeah, it, it feel it looks like that. Um, but just imagine it's tiered, so it rises to the center, and where it can something can be set into it. Mm. Uh. Just for visual reference. I just I, in the off chance that she's come to try to seize that amulet, like the disciples were chasing Jax when he found us. I I would rather not have it. Just because I, they, they know of my ties to the disciples. I'll keep it safe for you. I promise. Thank you. That It means a lot. Lyra, make a constitution saving throw. I'm just kidding. Ha! <laughs> 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 I'd be like, go in! 
Lyra is allergic so to necklaces. So you put the amulet on? So you touch it? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I touch it. Just want to make sure you touch it. So you touch it. I'm just checking. Uh, interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm, much hmm. to think about. I'll note that Many down. Many thoughts. Head uh, full. Lyra, you now have Jax's amulet. You can write it down in your inventory. Lit. All right. Is there anything else you guys would like to do before we uh, fast forward to midnight? Esmene does want to um, talk about day really quick because she has many thoughts head full. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who has day right now? Where's she hanging uh, out? I think I think she would have hopped off of fur and just been around the just been around the room. Like on a lamp or. Yeah. Well, there's no lamps, but like on the bed <laughs> or something. The world's first lamp. Just vibing. It's a lava lamp. <laughs> She's she found it. She found a, a dust bunny. Is chasing it around the room like a cat. Sure. Or a string, or a, I don't know, a piece of dirt. So yeah, Esme's just gonna go up to Day for a second and just like puts her hand out to her just for her to like sniff or whatever it is she does. I'm assuming she's basically a cat, but lizard. Basically, yeah, <laughs> cat lizard. Yeah. And she just kind of like looks at her for a little bit, and then she just goes, "I don't know what we're gonna do with her." What do you mean? I mean, I was I talked to Yuris before I came back here, and he was saying that like it wasn't our fault that what happened to Lily and everything, and that he and that like he trusted us to take care of day now but i just we've had her for like a couple days and she's already been in a fight with us once and i just don't really know how we're gonna keep her safe i hate to admit that you have a point and like and the thing is like yours is kind of on his own out here you know he doesn't really have a lot of friends except for us and i just think that after he lost the one friend that he did have i think that he's a lot better equipped to take care of this like (laughs) infant than we are when we have all this stuff going on we have people after us like we don't even really have like a home to give her like he has his shop like he lives here you want to give her away? I don't know. I mean, to me, it just makes sense. But I don't know. What do you guys think? I just thought I'd run it by everybody. I want to ask Day what she thinks. Oh, yeah. Talk to Day. Yeah. Okay. What do you say today? Um, I ask her if she wants to stay with us um, at the risk that she could get hurt. Or if she would want to stay here until it's safe enough to come back to Day looks at you and understands what you're saying. You can see she's looking at you and almost like a sort of process is going on. Then she walks towards the end of the bunk and glides down to Esmene's shoulder. Sits. She looks around. You hear a little voice in your head and she's safe. Okay. I look around and I say, um... She feels safe with us. Um, I think she wants to stay with us. Quinn looks today, and obviously not in Draconic, just kind of... She can understand Common. She 
she just kind of says, is is that what you want? You, you want to stay with us? I don't, I just don't want to lose her. She sits and looks around. Quinn's on the floor, right? Yeah, sitting next to Lyra. Yeah, she looks around. Head bobs a little bit. Does a little hop off of Esme's shoulder and glides down into Quinn's lap. And she curls up and she's home. Quinn uses two fingers to run down her head and over her back. She, she just kind of purrs. I'm just afraid that she's going to get hurt. I, I don't know if I'd be able to live with myself if we lost her. And Esmene, I'm sure that you have felt the same and would feel the same again. I mean, yeah. <sighs> Quinn uses two fingers to like scratch under Day's chin and says, Do you like Yuris? She sits there. She's taking the scratches, like looking up. Her eyes, like, kind of closed for a little bit. And she, and she looks at you as you talk to her. She's, you can see her thinking. Safe. When she speaks, can everybody hear in their minds what she says, or just me? Just you. She can only she can speak telepathically at a limited range, so only to you. So she doesn't she doesn't mind Eurus. He's safe, but she thinks that we're home. I mean, we hatched her, so. <laughs> And yeah, but home isn't always the safest place. Ultimately, I think she'll go where we tell her to go. But I want her to be happy. Something she wants. Yeah, but if we feel safe with us, then we should keep her with us. But she doesn't know what we we could get into. I imagine Esme's been like standing up this whole time, and she just kind of like sinks down to like sit on the floor. And just kind of like leans over for a second and just lets out this really heavy sigh. And she's like, I'm not ready to be a parent. (laughs) Quinn looks at Day and just kind of mutters, I don't know what I would do with myself if you got hurt because of me. She just nods. (sighs) I was going to just kind of sits and thinks for a second just while she's looking at Day. And then she just goes... I don't know. The thing is, if given the options between being safe and feeling like I have a home, I think for most of my life, I picked the first one. And now, like, I mean, I was safe when I was by myself, you know, but now that I'm here with you guys and not super safe anymore with um you know everything um i think like now that i've experienced both i think i'd still choose home over anything else and i don't want (laughs) to i don't want to deprive her of that i just i don't either i don't want to say goodbye to her but one miscast spell one misplaced swing that would be all it would take if we can all agree to prioritize her safety, then we I would feel okay keeping her with us. But in the thick of it, I, I'm sure she would help us fight, but at what cost? Her life, most likely. And in a way, this was a responsibility given to us by Ezekiel. He left us the egg. I would feel like not only would we be letting her down, but we'd be letting him down if anything happened. And Eurus, who 
trusts us to take care of her. I mean, if we can anticipate getting in trouble, which often we can't, we could always drop her off with Eurus. But that requires us to have a door. And, I mean, again, it's very hard to tell when something could happen to us. Yeah, I think you're right. I just... She's just so small, and just her being with us, even if she, it's what she wants, I don't know if it feels right, <laughs> especially right now at this stage in her life. Like, there's so much that could happen to her. What does everybody think? Well, let's take her along for now, and then if we do need to have her safety in mind, we can always just get rid of Yeah, we can come back to yours whenever we want. Yeah, no, Fur was actually going to propose earlier what has already come up in conversation, which is we can always just drop her off whenever we need to. So I feel like doors aren't wholly uncommon. Yeah. Lyra? Yeah, I think we take her with us for now until it gets to a point where we decide that it's too dangerous for her to be here. Obviously, she wants to stay, so. She does. Yeah. Thinking this might be like a joint custody situation. Quinn looks down to Day and pets her little head and says, uh, thank you for choosing us as your home, and I hope we can keep you safe. A little smile. Just faintly. Safe. Baby. Yuris gets custody on weekends and every other holiday. <laughs> so what's the plan, guys? After some very intense RP. Good scene, guys. Good scene. That High fives great. all around. And scene. Mm, good dinner. Good mm, dinner. dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we end the session. That was solid. That was All right. Job, um, so are we just waiting for midnight? Um, so, we yeah. should probably we should probably come up with like a definitive plan as to what's going to happen. That way, like we yeah. know who's going <laughs> where and is going to be hanging out in what places prior to midnight. I agree. Yeah. So let me let me whip up a map really fast so you guys can make some plans. Go ahead and keep talking. Um, so for kind of looks to everybody and says, well, we have our plan for tonight. As much as I really wanted to use this barrel as a prop, I'd rather just leave it in the bag for the time being for no particular reason. Um, but because <laughs> of that. So you can just drink it <laughs> whenever you I want. Will, I will find... Um, something else to use to carry to give an excuse as to why I'm outside. But I think it would be in our best interest to go out there and kind of plan where everyone is going to be and come up with uh, an idea in case things go south. I mean, I got Pass Without Trace, so that's something I can put on everyone just for extra stealth. So there's that. Uh, um, what does that do? Just out of curiosity. It gives you plus 10 to stealth, to stealth rules. Stealth. Yeah. Oh, we do stealth. Like stealth. Is that the uh, the proverb that we're going with? Yes. <laughs> um, I I still feel like I need to be on standby to talk to her. I, I appreciate you stepping in for me, Fur, but she did ask for me, and maybe there's a reason why. If there's information that she would only give to me, then... I'll be second up, I guess. Yeah. Um, I wish there was a way to make her forget or to to tell us what's going on behind the scenes. 
I don't I don't know if we can guarantee that. Well, Perrin's got Zone of Truth, so I think that's his department here. I was waiting for Perrin to mention it. Yeah! Mention what? That you have Zone of Truth. <laughs> I wasn't listening. Yeah, I have Zone of Truth. You weren't listening! Valerie! thinking of something else. Arrest like her. Guardians of the Galaxy reference. Okay, anyway. Take her to jail. <laughs> yeah, it's on the truth. What are we talking Pren's too busy trying to contact Torm. Pren is not having fun. I need you guys to know that. He is not paying attention to anything. He is freaking out. He hates every part of it. Then t- Turmoil! He needs to open up and let his feelings out. He tried, and then Quinn made fun of him for being a blind follower of Torm. Quinn, stop being a bully. <laughs> she can't. That's <laughs> who she is. Is Quinn the Regina George of our group? No, no. <laughs> nah, just the Katie Heron. <laughs> um, okay. Quinn's just Quinn's just sad all the time. Oh, somebody's the Janice. Yes. <laughs> so we have a uh, zone of truth. We have uh, Pass Without a Trace or whatever. Um, yeah. Perfect. So once we get her into conversation, what exactly are we looking for? What we know is that the disciples were looking for the amulet. Don't that... judge. I made this in five seconds in Photoshop. It's beautiful. Wow, it's so intricate. It's a bunch of squares. Is this a lost JPEG? <laughs> <laughs> It's close. The the the, the Linali is shaped like a U. Oh, and we're- yeah. The Unali. When Jax found us, he was carrying this amulet and said that the disciples were following him. Um. So for whatever reason, they want this, and we know that this is some sort of a key, and that it has to do with Adronis. I suppose by so we just need to find. We're trying to, to yeah, trying to figure out what the disciples want with me and what they want with this and what they want with us. I don't know what she was trying to tell me. Maybe she's trying to protect us. Who knows? But some of us think that she's a threat. And Quinn doesn't look at Perrin, but is definitely talking about him. <laughs> is subtweeting the shit out of Perrin. At, 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 at. I mean, next time. Um, okay. So really... Because uh, I'm trying to figure out how to get information out of her without it being super obvious. The disciples aren't an undercover thing. They're like, like a cult. They're a cult, but like they are—they're not underground. Like, oh no, they're—they are well known. They were in that parade yeah. in Patrona. It's like Scientology. <laughs> like Knights Templar to the wacky wizards. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it's not like she would necessarily be unwilling to talk about it. Um, so I don't know a lot about, like, what the disciples are into and what they do. Um, but I know that Quinn used them as a, um, when Quinn was a part of the disciples, she used it as basically her own way to try to protect other magic users, um, she wasn't super ingrained into the politics of the Disciples of Mistra or anything, but she does have that key to the underground and used it as a way to kind of cover herself um, so that, you know, like, she 
when it was convenient for her, she would pretend to be non-magic, and when it was convenient for her, she would pretend or she would be in the disciples, depending on where she was, what she was doing, who she was talking to, so that she could protect her own ass, and also um, if there were people who were struggling in the same way that she did, she could smuggle them either out of the city or somewhere safe, and that was what she did. But I'm, to my knowledge, that's really all Quinn knows about the Disciples, aside from whatever onboarding they gave her when she joined. Uh, she's not super ingrained into things, and not a lot of people knew her, uh, or possibly that has changed. But she kept her head down for the most part, so it's surprising to her that anyone would know her by name and know where she was. Cool. Okay. Um, then I think I might have and i'm sure that she she has explained she she probably explained that to everyone in character but i didn't um does are the disciples culty enough like um the followers of torm that they're always looking to like spread their influence no i'm slightly offended that you use the word culty it's not torm <laughs> it's tear that is being uh very crusade like right now i no, listen i mean the, the the pamphlets are pretty culty <laughs> the pamphlets that you made yeah i know <laughs> oh dear god um, um i'm pretty sure i'm the only worshiper of torm anywhere <laughs> in this area so i don't know if i'd call it cult i mean one okay quinn's well, an atheist wait how can did you not see me get that magic fucking hammer? I mean, yeah, I was gonna say, how can you be an atheist having would... watched like Don't divine spells like all the time? Quinn's agnostic. It's like uh, Captain America <laughs> still being a devout Christian, even though he knows a Norse god, like knows him very well. <laughs> um, Quinn, Quinn believes in gods, but she doesn't believe in blindly following them. And she doesn't know the whole. She doesn't. She doesn't. Well, she doesn't know the whole story with Peren. Yeah, she doesn't know the whole story of what's going on with Peren and Torm. But to what what she perceives is that if Torm told Peren to jump off a bridge, he'd do it. Well, no, that's true. He would. (laughs) He'd do it. If Torm jumped off a bridge, would you? As far as Perrin is concerned, he should have died a year ago, like he was going to die, and Torm saved his life, so now everything after this is just extra, like he should have been dead, so every second that he's not dead, he's like, yeah, it's gonna be for Torm, I should have been dead anyway, so might as well have everything after this, you know, do whatever he tells me to do. I'm sure Quinn has used the argument of like, we are all standing right here. Shouldn't you be helping us and not someone that we can't even see? It's Horton Here's a Who all over again. Golly! No, you know what? I'm going to say that in character. We don't have any... <laughs> we don't have any way... Wait, 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 wait. Like right now? Just straight up? You know, we're going to cut in... Po- we're just, you know, in media res. We're just popping back into another argument. We don't have any way of knowing that what you are saying is what's actually true. You just stare off into space and see whatever. You could be hallucinating. How do you know that that this is even the truth? How do you know that everything he says rings true? We don't know this person. How do we know that she has anything to do with the disciples and she's not just coming to warn us? Because Torm 
told me. That's exactly what I'm saying. You're blindly listening to everything he says. We're all standing right here. We're right here in front of you. Don't we matter? Of course. I don't want to to hurt anybody, but when a god appears to you and tells you to do something, it'd be stupid not to listen. All I'm saying is, can't you think for yourself without Torm helping you and holding your hand? Fuck. Dang! Okay. Wow. Boom, roasted. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Boom, I, I said that and it hurt my feelings. <laughs> um, I think Pren just doesn't answer her. He just, I don't know. I'm not going to kill an innocent person just because someone I can't see told you to do it for no reason. He's not saying anything. Quinn continues uh, being huffy. As me, it's like, anyway, so uh, what are we going to, how are we going to, where are we going to set ourselves up here outside the end? <laughs> We're meeting like right behind. What, what's, what's the plan? Game plan here. For, for like, the tension in the room is just palpable. Um, so he kind of agrees with as many goes yeah how about we we take some time we go outside uh take some from from fresh air because some people here haven't gotten their sunlight today and let's take a look around and see uh let's see where everyone's gonna post up this evening quinn says fine by me and stands up and walks directly out of the room bye yeah quinn doesn't have dark vision she needs to go out and see the sun (laughs) quinn's frustrated with peren right now yeah, Peren doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Surprise! Uh, Fur walks over to Peren and just kind of like crosses his arms and stares down at him. Disapproving dad. He just looks at him. He's like, there are a lot more things more important than feelings. And I understand that. And he kind of like, like the kneels economy. down. And <laughs> 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 like COVID-19. Coronavirus! Okay. So Fur kind of like kneels down and because Pren's still sitting on the floor, right? Yeah. And like takes his hands and like gently grips either side of Pren's shoulders and then stands kind of hoisting him to his feet. Okay. And says, everyone here is feeling a lot of feelings and that's totally valid. But right now we have something we need to do. And so we're just going to go outside. You don't have to talk to Quinn right now, but just come outside. And he kind of gives him, like, a little, like, nudge towards the door. Quinn's not a fucking baby. He's not, like, and mad at Quinn. He literally doesn't just... He's I like, mean, okay. he seems pretty huffy, too. No, he's just like, all right. I mean, he's, like, like he's he's got his mission. He doesn't care what anybody's going to say. He's going to do it anyway. So he's like, all right. Well, cool. Well, then the pouty teenager also needs to get the fuck out of the room. So Fur activates dad mode and kicks him out. Okay. Um, and then turns back to uh, Lyra, Armin, and Esme and goes, okay, family meeting, let's go outside. All right. Like, what the hell is that? Let's go. All right. Where do you guys go outside? Uh, so we go outside, um, and Fur kind of looks around and says, well, we know that we need to uh, be behind Lanali tonight, so why don't we start there? Sounds good. Yep. 
All right, you guys all make your way back to the Lanali, and the picture that I have sent in the chat is generally what you see. It is uh, some the backs squares of two different buildings. Some squares, yeah. Uh, it's the backs of two buildings. So you have the Lanali on your left hand side um, with a deep U that goes all the way to the like that insect goes all the way down to where the back of the tavern portion of the Lanali is. Um, and then you have the backs of two residential buildings on your right hand side. Are there any like wagons or carts or anything like that kind of just on the street? I would say not really. This isn't even really a street. It is or like a back alley. Quite literally the back. Yeah, it's the back alley. Yeah, it's the backs of two buildings. It's grass and weeds all back here. Do we have access to a cart or some sort of like just vague transportation? Even if it's like in somebody's yard for the time being. Not in the immediate area, no. Mm. Okay. So in between the two Lanali, like you, is there anything inside there or is it just plain It's just grass. It's grass and some pretty tall weeds. It seems pretty uncomfortable. All right. Um, is there a place to hide? Like, can I get around the corner of the buildings and still cast like a spell? Are there things? You could try. Yeah. Okay. Is it almost time for her to get here? Like what time? No, it's like two in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. I think we're just like scoping out the area, like where we're supposed to be. Right. Yeah. We're pre-planning. Okay. Um, do we have, do you have any tor- well, I guess torches don't really matter. We all have dark vision. We don't need. No, we don't. Okay, not everybody has dark vision. Lena <laughs> <laughs> doesn't. Fucking bourgeoisie over here. Um, so Firstal has his traveler's cloak, um, which he is very much at. Like when the night comes, he plans on like covering himself up and over. Um, and I think, you know what? We're just gonna go ahead and have this conversation in character. Uh, so he looks around and goes. Okay, so if she's going to be waiting back here, people travel through the city at all hours of the night. Obviously, um, she's going to be here tonight, uh, and that's not going to necessarily be too out of the ordinary. But will will be out of the ordinary is the fact that she's here by herself without any other compatriots. So I'm going to take the guise of a, I don't know, a traveler or some sort, um, and maybe ask her for directions and see if I can't convince her to open up to some information she might be privy to. Where does everybody want to be to watch this happen? Where'd you say you were going to be? I mean, do we know? I mean, we don't really know where she's going to meet. We just know it's going to be behind the lunch. She just said behind the lunch. Is there any way we can get on the roof of the lunch to get like a vantage point? You could try. We have a grappling hook. It would be difficult for, for you or for any of us on the roof to get back down in the event that Fern needed help or something else happened. I mean, you're how, not wrong. That's how, true. How, how big is this building? The Lanali is about, I'd say, it's like two and a half stories because it has a sort of attic. Um, so that would put it around, I'd say, at the very top of the building, around 40 feet. All I'm saying is that we've yeet the mouse before and we can yeet the mouse again. How what? big is the courtyard? I do not want to be the mouse. Why do we need that i mean do we need all that she's just a person i don't I think she's gonna along the lines attack of if i mean yeah i don't think she'll attack either but if we want to be there then it would be easy to hide unless she like looked up to see us unless we do the thing with the uh didn't we uh 
didn't we wild shape into a spider at one point when we were going down the the walls? I did. I did. With Funny Gus, the spider. But not all of us can wild shape. We're we're going no. to need to hide in in our no. own. Well, I could always disguise myself and then sit in the courtyard of the Lanali. This is also true. She won't be in the courtyard though. She'll be back here. Um, like all we really need to do is just look like normal people at the Lanali just vibing around, you know? But who really vibes out? Don't tell me where I can and can't vibe, Arvi. <laughs> Not a vibe? <laughs> Not a vibe. Not a vibe! Thank you for listening. Our cast for this session includes myself, AJ, as Quinn, a human sorcerer, Valerie as Peren, a half-elven paladin, Matt as Aramine, an Asimar ranger, Carlos as Fur, a human barbarian, Callista as Lyra, an elven druid, Maria as Esmene, a tiefling druid, and Dylan as our dungeon master. Our music this session was by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, thank you for exploring with us.